my stepdad gave me this like coffee mug that looks like an amplifier. Um, <laughs> at the time, I blew my amp, um, my bass <laughs> amp, and I was telling my mom and my stepdad, I was like, I really need a new amplifier, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I got you an amplifier, dude. So I was thinking <laughs> he bought me a fucking amp. I was like, oh, dude, fuck yeah. Sweet. Thanks, man. And this fucking small box came. <laughs> and this mug was, I was, just, I was bummed out. But also I was like, dude, this is, this is sick. Thanks, That's John. That's that right there. Yeah, it's a, it's a sick coffee mug. But if you're looking for a half stack, man, you're kind of like a little pissed off getting that gift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, hands down. I, I love it though. I drink everything from water all the way to coffee, and some beer. Nice, incredible, man, incredible, <laughs> dude. Well, en- enough, enough about my coffee mug. This is the Secret Jocks podcast. <laughs> my name is Ralph, Hello. and I have Greg right beside me. Hello, everybody. Unfortunately, Tyler cannot make it today, and we no. do have a special guest today, but before we hit that, I just want to make sure everyone knows that we are on Apple, Spotify, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and you can drop any questions, comments, concerns at secretjocks at gmails, gmail.com. Um, but yeah, we have our special guest here today. Hey, special guest, who are you, man? What's up? Hey, it's Tristan. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, dude. Stoked you're here, Tristan. Oh, I'm so excited to be on this show. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great to be here. Don't so um, what, what yeah. band or projects are you in right now, Tristan? Yeah, so um, uh, I, I play in Dog Breath. That's, that's, that's kind of my main band. Um, and then... Uh, I have like a new band uh, that I've been playing in um, called Leash Babies. Ooh, that cool, um, man. yeah, yeah, um, it's like you know, it's kind of started as like our like you know COVID like pod band, you know. Um, but it's really fun. I'm playing bass in it um, with my friends Rose and Molly, and it's really cool music. I'm having a great time just like playing bass and writing bass lines. So, that but is- yeah. Um, yeah that is the hardest Hell instrument yeah. to play and master for sure as a bass player yeah. myself I was oh yeah <laughs> you're allowed to things. say that for yeah. sure <laughs> it's, yeah it's definitely an art you know it's like an like undervalued art to like figuring out the right bass line to fit into a song definitely, it's figuring yeah. out when to play and not to play that, absolutely that's the main thing about <laughs> bass. yeah <laughs> Welcome to the bass talk. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, what do you do in uh, Dog Breath, Tristan? Um, I'm uh, just kind of the main songwriter for Dog Breath. It's it's a project that I've kind of been fronting for uh, like around ten years. So, um, yeah, it's you know it's gone through like a lot of lineup changes, and it's kind of like you know uh, came with me like you know from uh different places i've lived you know so um but yeah it's just kind of like the vehicle for my songwriting hell yeah that's right i gotta so. step i gotta step i played in tristan's band for a while so yeah, i played sure bass did. with you man and yeah. i've talked about this Ooh, another this bass player i uh-huh. don't i i learned the bass for this band but at the end uh-huh. i think i had some lines but i definitely was you doing did. 
the pick i had the right i had the rhythm yeah. guitar playing a bass right. player vibe going you know right rocking those root notes but yeah from there i kind <laughs> of learned when not to play that was uh -huh. pretty quick lesson number one in bass bass lessons yes sir. Yeah. but I've gone over this as pod, Tristan, but you, Ralph, and Diego are my three buds that I credit to falling in love with basketball for, man. So, whoa, yeah, we did dude, it, Tristan. Yeah. we did it. You man. guys are like my buds that like super roped me into this sport. Oh. And yeah, man. So, yeah. I don't know. I've, yeah, being in that band was super, yeah, it just <laughs> meant a lot, man. And it was like, I don't know, I fell in love with basketball, you know, that's super cool. That's so, so cool. Well, Greg, you are, um, like 100 percent my uh my biggest basketball rival <laughs> in terms of like like playing basketball like uh of all my friends that i beat at basketball you're the hardest to beat yes i love <laughs> it i love it Dude, greg's been working means... too working on a shot <laughs> he's out there shit to do in covid man right, right. Mask and shooting. <laughs> hell yeah now's the time to put in the work yeah <laughs> but man yeah i miss playing with you all the time man it that really was, like like pushed me to be a better player it was a fun time man it was yeah a, like, very cool group of people when we all lived together in seattle it was, that sure was, was. absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice man that, that, that's awesome uh, it, this stays in the family i guess stays totally in the fam, man oh, yeah. yeah big fan of that. so yeah. um tristan uh what has been the coolest thing you've ever done with uh, dog breath or what? what's the other one? Leash Baby? Leash Babies. Yeah, well, Leash Babies is a brand new band. Like, we've never played a show. We just recorded, like, a little EP. Uh, so that's been really fun. Um, coolest thing I've done with dog breath? I mean, just getting able to, just being able to tour the country a bunch of times has just been amazing. And, like, it's uh, just brought so many amazing friendships into my life like like uh, uh from just all the different people that have like collaborated with me uh to you know to make shows happen and and uh people who have lent their talents to, to be in the band with me um you know like people like greg you know like 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 people who you know uh just that kind of bond is just like a friendship that you'll just have, you know, for the rest of your life to so like, you know, uh, just meeting wonderful people just all, all over the country. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say that just, just being able to, to, you know, to get out there and play shows and go on tour and, and like connect, connect with people. Dude, that's a very wholesome answer. <laughs> and, and I <laughs> fucking love it. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why we all play music, right? Just to yeah. meet new people to travel. Um, and, 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 you know, like all the money that it's made me too. Has been <laughs> <laughs> all the, that sweet, sweet money, <laughs> baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the segue is not meant to be from money to this question, but you played an earth on that tour, man. Just really quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us about. Man, this is all about money, was. dude. This is all money. Right. All about that <laughs> money, baby. <laughs> Strictly, strictly business. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I met Dylan from Earth uh, through a mutual friend in Seattle. Um, and I ended up uh, driving him on a solo tour, like a solo Dylan Carlson tour. And, and, and we just became good friends uh, that way. And then um, he needed someone to uh, uh, play in uh, the band, you know, uh, for a tour. And, and uh, he asked if I would be interested you know, 
uh, it was cool. Like, like he, I don't think he had like heard any of my music before, before asking me. Um, but, uh, you know, we just talked so much about music on the road, uh, when I was his driver, uh, and, and we just really just connected on, on, uh, rock and roll. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. we jammed together and it just kind of clicked and, uh, yeah, I ended up doing two tours with earth, like a U.S. tour and a, and, uh, a European tour and, uh, it's such a wild experience. Yes. So Dude. cool. I'll never forget it. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like definitely made me a better musician, just learning how to play that slow and that precisely. And um, earth shows also have a lot of uh, improvisation in them. Like, uh, so I, I, and, and that's like something that I hadn't really, you know, uh, spent a lot of time uh, doing like in performance. So, yeah, yeah, with, really, with, yeah with the long really sustained cool. notes like you just gotta do yeah. something in the middle Interesting. Um, yeah yeah totally uh-huh exactly yeah uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the you know the, the drone notes and then the little in between little like you know passing licks yeah yeah a, a lot of people say playing fast is hard but no dude play fucking 80 beats per minute like <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah that, that's slow that's and, and, and clean and clean like mm-hmm. like like a lot of people think of earth as doom metal because it kind of started out that way but um you know it, in in recent times it's it's uh very clean guitar tones you know uh it is is just a lot of compression um to get that sustain um but so it's very unforgiving like like any flood yeah. You just really hear it. <laughs> you really hear it, you know. <laughs> did you ever have a moment? So you guys, y'all were playing like decent size, size clubs, you know? Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, did yeah. you ever have, have like that flub note and just like the echo? Just like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like, you know, the the thing that really like, you know, uh, the, the thing that helped me grow was just real, like just getting over the fear of making that mistake and just realizing like, you're going to make mistakes. Like, like we all flub, you know, like, uh, like I would flub, but then the, everyone else would flub too. And it's just the note you play after that, that counts, you know, like Miles no Davis, one really, baby. exactly, exactly. The Miles Davis club. So, yeah. That's well said, that. man. That's, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, it's like that's... basketball. Yeah. It's like basketball, you know, like, uh, uh, the thing I love about basketball so much is it's like, yeah okay so i'm gonna backtrack uh there's this 30 for 30 documentary about dirk Nowitzki. that's really good okay. i don't know if you guys Hell have seen yeah. that one. Oh yeah uh, no. but yeah so uh he has this um this like trainer or like uh, like personal kind of coach that he's like worked with like ever since he was like a kid in germany and he and he like brought him uh, you know, to the NBA with him, like worked with him, like his, you know, his whole way. And this really cool guy, like kind of has like, sort of like a, I don't know, just like a vibey kind of philosophy about basketball. And he had this amazing quote that I always think about where he said, basketball is jazz, you know? And, and, and I think that's just what's so beautiful about the sport and what sets it apart from like all the other like major sports is mm-hmm. there's just so much more, room for improvisation and creativity 
there's like you know like football that, or, yeah. or, or or like soccer you know, like it's all like there are all these like set plays mm-hmm. you know and like set strategies and like the coaching set like like the you know the the offensive coaches and defensive coaches like i think like play a much bigger role in terms of like the actual game and how it's played or basketball there's just so much like just vibing it out you know and just creativity Definitely, so, man. Yeah. yeah and just, that play yeah. doesn't end just there it just keeps going you know exactly exactly yeah all right well, since, we're, well, since we're in the thick <laughs> of basketball now man uh, yeah what are your youngest memories um like the youngest memories of basketball uh yeah yeah so i really uh developed my love for basketball from my grandparents from watching the sons with my grandparents um so let's see really my earliest memories are are, are watching the um like the 93 finals where the the sons and the bulls uh like like that barkley team let's oh, see yeah. i was uh like five six years old um uh during that time so and my grandparents um like they let's they they moved to phoenix in like the 50s i think from chicago um and they like they adopted the sons like from day one like they were like season ticket holders like from the inaugural season inaugural season up and, and up until they just like were too old to go to games you know Damn, dude. so That's so they're just like pas- yeah life first passionate sons fans um which i think about now and and i'm like wow like y'all were from chicago um uh, <laughs> but like adopted like your new city's team you know like mm-hmm. and i feel like that maybe isn't as much of a thing nowadays like oh i get what you're like, saying like you know like like yeah, I like, if I, like if i moved to chicago i would still be a suns fan <laughs> yeah, like totally. i wouldn't i wouldn't become a bulls fan mm-hmm. you know but like back then it was just like they wanted to embrace their new home and you know like it's like you know like yeah like we like you know came from chicago but we're phoenicians now so we're suns fans you know yeah so is that what know. you call phoenix people as phoenicians yeah, Phoenician. That is gnarly worry. <laughs> <God damn>. right. <laughs> damn, that's Phoenicians, super interesting. Though, yeah, right? but I think about that and I, I think about their agony watching those finals, you know? It's like they could have <laughs> been so happy watching the Bulls win over and over and over again, you know? But but they wanted to adopt their new team. <laughs> so, I love it, man. For that, man. I respect yeah, it, man. I do too. And I think that's a big reason that I like have really, I've really held on to my son's fandom like it's really like it it, it it like connects me to like their memory you know and like they never got to see the suns win a championship and so like if and when that day finally comes like it's going to be like like i know it's going to be like very em- emotional for me you know because i i i just want to see that i just want to see you know what they were hoping for you know for so long uh yeah that's awesome, dude that's fucking rad. yeah it, that rocks yeah. <laughs> if I was to rep my grandfather's team, dude, I'd be winning championships left to right, dude. The oh, yeah. Lakers, I'm just like, oh, that's exactly. I'm just like, fuck <laughs> off, dude. Fuck off, grandpa. Yeah. So, needless to say, you rep the, the Suns. Um, yeah, totally. The, I, got, I got an email here for you um, by a man named Mike Park. 
I was talking <laughs> to him via email. Oh, shit. Oh, and he shit. says, uh, go Suns. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah, Mike. That rules. But um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was talking to me about the, uh, I bought a sweater. And uh, <laughs> oh, nice. I guess my address was confusing. So, hey, Mark. That's awesome. Mike. Mark. <laughs> Yeah. What's up, Mark? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mike, Mark, what's up, dude? <laughs> you know, Mike Park, I'm not sure. I think Mike Park would self-identify as a Warriors fan. Um, but if he does, he's like the most like he's like the nicest, most reasonable Warriors fan you'll ever meet. You know, most Warriors <laughs> fans are just like delusional. Definitely. You know, they just like like just feel like they just like deserve absolutely i don't know hey, we deserve of every of second of this <laughs> yeah yeah exactly second of this right I'm with you and, Kristen. you know it, yeah exactly but like i remember emailing with or texting I, I i forget but i was like communicating with mike park like a few years ago like during like i think when like durant was on the warriors and I, I i remember mike saying like you know i don't even like watching them win anymore like damn uh, dude you know, Fuck that, they're bro. just like so dominant nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. <Damn. laughs> yeah, yeah no i totally get it though when we're up by like 30 you know the outcome and just like it does right it's like it's not fun anymore mm-hmm. yeah like, mm-hmm. we're not saying that as like fuck you guys for the best we're saying that as basketball fans wanting to see yeah. a better game I have a friend. I have a friend here in Seattle who's a big Clippers fan, and he was actually bummed when they got Kawhi and uh, Paul George because he felt like they kind of won the lottery and jumped to the top. Where before Mm. it was like rooting for the underdog and like this really gritty team, and now you're like fucking we're contenders right away, you know. (laughs) I'm sure there. I'm sure there must be Nets fans that feel that way too. I would, you know, think there's got to be some. You know, I feel like like. The Nets went from being like one of the most like this isn't a word, but like rootable teams, you know. <laughs> like I'm with you. Just, yeah. like, you know, like they're just so mm-hmm. likable. Like I remember, like a couple years ago, you know, when like uh, D'Lo was still on there, you know, and Definitely, like yeah. Jared Allen was just, you know, like blocks LeBron, and just like yep. they just had this amazing vibe, you know. And it was just like this team that like was not expected to really like be any good and then they, they just like ended up with this amazing chemistry you know um they, they made and, it look uh, fun and that's yeah why, and people root for that you know like mm-hmm. that's why people love the warriors just saying <laughs> <laughs> wait so what's your okay so so uh you, you said your your dad's team is the lakers no my grandfather your grandfather's team yeah so who's your team then warriors Oh okay. Let's go. Let's go. go. Oh shit. I was like, I I love it, Kristen. Keep attacking my character. Thank you. No, it's the right move, but but speaking of characters, dude, um Tyler is not here, so let's talk shit about the Blazers, dude. So, oh yeah, we are allowed this pass because Tyler can't be here. So dude, this is a quick. We we've we've talked about this off screen, off pod. Like, if someone's not here, we're making fun of your team. So, uh, <laughs> so Greg, you, you got any fucking hot takes? I just Burn. think that with CJ out and with uh, their center out, I don't know. They're going to be a fringe playoff team, man. And, like, they were supposed to be top three. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at is, like, unless Dame can carry this team for 
until CJ gets back and they can win a couple games, they're going to be losing for a a hot minute, you know, and there's so many good teams in the West. I think they're, they're fucked if they're trying for top three at the very least, but I do like the Blazers. So I want to end with that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Tristan, you got any hot takes, man? Oh, you know, I like, uh, I like Dame a lot. He's one of my favorite players. Um, But honestly, I haven't watched the Blazers game this season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they don't play defense. That, you know, I don't know. I That's mean, maybe true. they yeah, maybe they, they try to or maybe they try to and they're just really bad at it. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, well done, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's my take, dude. Just like the the, the mockery of the the trump presidency the trade trailblazer should have blown it up four years ago mm. just saying man. damn dude okay you need you, to fucking back this up man you fucking hype no way up no okay. hard. yeah Tyler, you feel like over here and i'll talk to you you feel like cj and Dave up, man. won't work can't work yeah, can't work and i mean they've been trying damn, they've been right. trying and it's the same results you know it's always yeah. a heartbreak for all the portlandians out there like yeah I want well, you guys to have a good team because you guys are six hours away from me, and I want to root for a close team that I can, you know, see see games at games in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sorry. with them, it's all about like building a defense around them, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, like good wing defenders, and then they go and get like, you know, Carmelo, who like is just not a good defender. You know, it. And, and and I love Melo, but he's he's just not a good fit on that team. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know well, what the Blazers need. I don't yeah, watch them play. <laughs> they're hard because I feel like they're at that level, like where like a destination team, like like the Lakers or someone where people want to go to, but they don't have that same draw too. Like it feels kind of like the Nuggets, where it's like right. they're really good, but like to get to that one step up, you gotta you gotta pull someone really good and yeah there's so yeah. much that goes into that you know you, you need a major shakeup. that's all like like if you trade cj get someone that can defend you know they need to do something drastically <laughs> yeah. i mean dame's time's yeah. running out really mm-hmm. um i will but, say yeah. i do want to say like as a Suns fan you know like the thought of just being like a, a like a perennial playoff team Sounds kind of nice. Like, <laughs> I'm with you as a Magic you know? fan. I'm so with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's sure they like, you know, like first or second round exit every year, but at least they're freaking in the playoffs, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would kill to be a first round exit. I think y'all are on a good fucking, you're in a good spot That's right gonna now. That's going to happen Tristan. this year. Yeah. Good I'm, spot right now. Dude, knock on, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good right now. I'm really glad uh, that we had the game last night that we had, even though it was still frustrating. Um, like you know, the two games before were, I was starting to feel like, oh no, it's just starting to fall apart again. You know, with the losses to, to the Wizards, the Wizards' loss was just like brutal. Yeah, uh, because we like just just didn't show up, and so we lose to the Wizards and like Robin Lopez. <laughs> He's scary then, looking, man. Every time I see him, I'm like, that dude's intimidating. <laughs> a former son. Uh, Robin Lopez, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, and then like you know we miss a bunch of games, 
So it's just like a very dark week in Suns land. You know, we, we like lose to the Wizards and then like just miss a bunch of games due to uh, COVID protocol, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, yeah, drop a game to the Grizzlies. But that had some like, you know, some good things about it, though, too. Like uh, DA had a really good game, uh, Aiden. And then... Last night we beat the Rockets. Aiden had a monster game. Nice. So yeah. I'm fe- I'm feeling good. It, uh, yeah. I yeah. love his style, man. Aiden, like his just swag is cool as fuck, man. Like he feels mm. like he's like an '80s guy or something, like a '70s or '80s. Like just his whole aesthetic. Very cool. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's locked in, he yeah he totally has that like kind of like David Robinson, you know. Admiral. Yeah. Admiral kind of vibe. Totally. You know? And even like uh, even off the court, like his just like straight street clothes and shit. I'm like, he yeah. just seems cool, man. He seems he, like a cool dude. He he, he learned like that from uh Kelly Oubre. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, actually, <laughs> that's something y'all should talk about real quick. Tristan, how do you feel about Oubre being gone and going to the Warriors, man? I yeah, you know, I I love I love Oubre's vibe. I do. Um I don't love his game as much. Mm-hmm. I love his intensity, but like he's the kind of well, maybe I do love his game because he's the <laughs> kind of guy he has like irrational confidence, you know. Uh, like he, he'll like just like brick eight shots in a row, and then like he'll get like one dunk, and then just like flex all over everybody blow kisses to the other team's bench it doesn't matter if like the the, the, the sons or whatever team he's on is like down 30 he will flex on you <laughs> you know and i love that about him i respect um, that know, very he, much he gets knocked down he does like some push-ups you know he has like amazing style he has a misfits tattoo on his leg he does i saw that and i'm like Damn. does he really listen to misfits i think he has a Jimi hendrix tattoo too um he's like legitimately uh, i think like a cool person i think he has like cool taste cool style um and he's just like hella confident and uh you know uh you gotta love that uh, for me he's easy to root for and probably easy to root against too you know if he's (laughs) you know (laughs) but um no yeah i i he he was a big part of like the the culture change in phoenix Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, we were kind of stuck in like rebuilding hell for a while. We were just mm-hmm. on the treadmill, just kind of like just tanking every year. And uh, our old GM just kept kind of blowing it on the draft picks. Um, you know, we just, just kind of had bust after bust. Um, and uh, when we traded for when our new GM tra- uh, traded for him, I forget what the deal was, but I think it was like a re- Oh yeah. It was, we traded Trevor Ariza for him and he just like totally just like started to just change the vibe and culture of the Suns. just kind of like gave everyone like, he really embraced like being in Phoenix, yeah. you know? And like uh, along with like Tyler Johnson, like came up with like the whole like Valley boys thing and like kind of oh, like, turn- yeah. Yeah, that's, Tyler that's Johnson sick, and Kelly man. Oubre, and I think DeAndre Ayton all kind of like collaborated on it. But like, it kind of turned into this sort of like 
just like movement within the team or just this branding within the team that like ended up like manifesting as like this like cool like line of like merch <laughs> you know like streetwear <laughs> like hoodies <laughs> and stuff uh, i've seen you they're tight man they're yeah tight. But, but it was kind of a way to like where they like connected with like the fans in phoenix and in, in like a special way you know like they did like a valley boys like pop-up like merch drop and and like the uh you know the players were there and just like interacting with the like uh, awesome, the, the kids in phoenix yeah it just kind of like started this sort of like rebirth of like making it cool to be a Suns fan again you know yeah, um so like for that i'll always love kelly um oh, yeah it, it, I, moving on from Kelly has opened opened up minutes for uh, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges uh, on the wing and like they've been blossoming. So I think it was the right move um, like for their development to move on from Kelly. Um, but I mean, I wish they do nothing but the best, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, so. I'm just excited to have him on my team, dude. Like, <laughs> all these guys Hell are yeah. dogging yeah. all of these guys are dogging kelly for missing all those shots but i'm just like he plays defense like it doesn't matter if you miss 100 shots but if you can back it up on the defensive end i'll take that yeah but um sure. to to pick it back on what you were saying about the valley boys like he definitely gave the sons a boost of like identity like mm-hmm. for, for a while there i feel Absolutely. like absolutely was just like no it's the sons but now it's like oh this is the place this is the the valley you know mm-hmm. um yeah and i don't know if that's the city edition jerseys as well the valley um it is yeah yeah see uh yeah, g- gave mm-hmm. him an identity which is pretty, right. pretty pretty awesome but you know he's a he's a he's in the dub nation now so <laughs> hell yeah bro whatever <laughs> <laughs> exactly man that's all i can do what the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all right i want to extend free this step, <laughs> free step. step. <laughs> we uh, gotta get step out of that <laughs> damn dude i want to extend this question to both of you guys um who is your favorite sons player and why like of all time doesn't okay. matter if they played a season there or the whole time there well, I'll, I'm gonna take this real quick. Yeah, I think the first, the, I think the overall Suns is Barkley. I think Charles Barkley's gotta be the best. But mm-hmm. my favorite, I mean, I love Shaq. <laughs> Shaq's such a piece of shit. <laughs> so Shaq rocks. <laughs> and uh, the big cactus. The big cactus. That was the big cactus. The big cactus. I love. He's such a dog, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I love him. Or I yeah. hate him. Like he hates on some players to the point where you're just too mean for me. You know, like you have that platform. Don't be a fucking jerk to like oh, sure. Javale McGee and like some younger player. Like I don't know. You Javale don't gotta be that person. It's <laughs> so funny, dude. It's right. so funny. Yeah. yeah. But once I heard that, I was like Javale McGee's mom had to reach out to him to stop. Then I was like. Whoa, I didn't know that. Have you heard that too, Ralph? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, so I guess his mom had to, like, message Shaq and be like, yo, you're kind of fucking being too mean on this dude. (laughs) When you cross that line, that's not cool anymore, man, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, But then there's a whole new era of Suns, which I love the Suns right now. I don't know if I'd put Mm -hmm. them for all-time Suns, but, like, all-time individual player, but they got a really Mm -hmm. cool thing going, man. But but the question is your all-time like Shaquille O'Neal, baby. You, go, baby. <laughs> I, you know, 
I forget that Shaq was a like a son sometimes. Like like I don't He's think about everywhere, that. man. But it's so funny that like you know it's like Shaq and Barkley, you know, like uh, you know the, the the TNT rivals. It's it's kind of oh, funny that, that they were both on the same team at different at different times. Um, but uh, you know, Charles Barkley for me might be the answer. I just love that dude, um, and you know I've loved him since I was a kid. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I guess Chuck, but man, I, I love Booker. I love Devin Booker, man. Like, uh, he's solid, he, he, you know, he, I, I just love that he has like stuck with the Suns like through thick and thin, like through so many just like brutal seasons, <laughs> you know, and he like, uh, like has never once like demanded a trade or like like acted up in 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 any sort of way you know and he's always just like embraced phoenix and and the fans um and i just love the way he plays um he's just always just like you know he's just like he wants to win you know he's a competitor um so i I love his motor that's a good answer yeah i love his motor dude Ralph, who you got for this one, man? Dude, uh, this guy played five years in Phoenix. Um, He's a one-time NBA champion. Um, His name is uh, Jared Dudley. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a gun. God damn it. Scored 36 points, dude. 36 points against New York Knicks. Uh, In one game? Or like his whole son's career? Well, one game, dude. Like that's actually pretty awesome. 11, 11 of seventeen from the floor that game, perfect from the line, man. JD just takes He's it. Dark. Well, the You're reason why dark. I'm picking him, dude, is uh, he made a career, thirteen years of just being okay. Like, if you can make a career of just being okay at something, yeah, dude, I want to do that too. Like, <laughs> want to be okay at doing something. <laughs> And just make most bank doing it, you know? The okay. most athletic hands in the game. <laughs> I think Booker is such a fair answer, though. Like, over Barkley, they're both so solid. But I think Booker is, like, creating his own destiny as he goes. Like, it's like a new era totally for the Suns right now. I think, like, he's going to end up being, like, the greatest Phoenix Sun. I um, can see you know, real, like, man. I, yeah, I I think he's gonna like ha- uh, score the most points of, of any Phoenix Sun, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Hope yeah. like I like I m- my dream is he he leads us to a championship one day. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they're Do close. Man. We'll see. They're close. they're close. I think they're really close, man. Do you think though, if Charles Barkley would have won a championship, that would have kind of cemented him as all-time great Suns? Oh. If hey, if the Suns somehow beat the Bulls when I was six years old, and I watched that happen with my grandparents, you know, like yeah, he he would be my favorite for life for sure. Like the it, it, that would have changed everything. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I love my life him. would be completely different. <laughs> I love him though. It's like John Paxson doesn't hit that three. <laughs> Just yeah, like, man. I, yeah. I still remember seeing John Paxson hit this like dagger three, dude, in like game six, I think five or six, 
just ended the series, you know? Damn. Yeah, I'll never forget it. So like etched into my brain. <laughs> that was a like, good shot, though. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta admit. <laughs> were you, uh, were you oh, that was like a great shot? It's a great shot. <laughs> were you heartbroken like at that age, or did it mess oh, you yeah. up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm that sure sucks. I cried. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that does suck, especially at a young age. That shit hurts so much more. I remember being a yeah. kid following hockey teams and just bawling yeah. over dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um. <clears throat> I want to bring this up since we're talking about Booker here. Yeah. So mid December, you said, and I quote, um, "Let me let oh. me actually read this." Okay. I said. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Tristan. I'm sorry, dude. Oh no. <laughs> you said. You said. Oh, although, okay. how the fuck yeah. does someone pick Jamal Murray for most improved, <laughs> and no one has any love for my guy D Book? He's gonna Man. go nuts this year with CP3. Now, ever since you said that. He is he sucked. Down. <laughs> he is down, dude. Yeah. Last year he scored twenty six point six per game. Now he's scoring twenty two point two. Yeah. Granted, that really... the season is very early. You know, we're early in the season. We're making all these dumb predictions right now. Yeah. But you think he's gonna get back up to the 2019-20 Booker that? Man, I sure hope so. <laughs> I, you know, I really, I really thought he was gonna go off. You know, like I thought, like okay, like he, like he, he has CP3 now. It's the best point guard he's ever played with. He's gonna like, you know, get Booker all these easy shots. But it hasn't worked out that way at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, how, um, how, how I see CP3 doing it is like he makes the bigs around him good. Uh-huh. I'm not saying he's not paying attention to anyone else. He's probably giving them pointers, but D.A., um, DeAndre Ayton, and then even, you know, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin benefited from having CP3, like even Clint Capella, uh-huh. like all those bigs, like they kind of flourished and bloom when CP3 was around. Um, so I think most of the attention, the superstar attention is going to D.A., um, uh-huh. He, I think he's up from last year. Well, not hard to beat, but but still, um, I, I think that's where all the attention's going to, man. Yeah, could be. You know, that could be part of it. I think. Uh, I mean, I think Devin is still adjusting to everyone, uh, adjusting to have like having someone like Chris Paul and you know like Jay Crowder, like having a like a legit playoff team you have Jay him. Crowder on that team too now right yeah uh-huh yeah Jay damn Crowder. that's I forgot yeah. about that that's sick it's a good addition so I think he's like he's not just uh, he's not going for his own shot as much as he used to um I think he's like he, he's trying to get mm-hmm. everyone else involved and I think he's mm-hmm. deferring a little bit too much but he's also just kind of in a shooting funk straight up like like he it's you know his shot attempts are not going are, are not down they're right about where they usually are he's just not converting at, at a very high clip so i think he's in a little bit of a funk right now i think but um you know uh it's just an adjustment period and and, and i think he will uh you know get back to where he was but yeah, maybe I was off in terms of like thinking that he was gonna, you know, there's still blow a chance. Up. 
I don't think you're off there, man. I think he's going to get back to it. I, but my question here is, do you think it has anything to do with him being the leader of a team for so long and now having someone else kind of be like the veteran leader? And I don't know if CP3 is now the face of Phoenix. Like, I don't know what the media is doing with it. Like, Devin Booker is probably still involved. But I would assume that CP3 is kind of running the, the, the plays and, like, running things a little bit. How do you feel about that? Yeah, hundred percent. No, I think it's still it's still Booker's team, um, but I think he he just needs to kind of embrace that a little bit more. Um, you know, like CP3 and Booker are like pretty far apart in age, mm-hmm. um, and I think like their playing styles definitely like line up and can complement each other. They just need to. I don't know, just, just get used to playing with each other and uh, getting used to knowing like, you know, when to defer to the other. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally fair, man. That's just got to be a trip if you're running a team for years and then yeah. your role is totally switched up a little bit. Yeah, because Chris Paul is not looking for his shot at all. You know, like he's... No. Right now, he's definitely focused on like getting everyone else involved. Definitely, um, and it it almost seems like you know his offense is his like last resort. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's just, always a pass yeah. first, anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ha- having said all this, um, how do you think uh, the Suns will do this year? You think they're going to keep the number four spot? Or improve or fall down from the ranks? Like, wh- what is your take as the Suns insider? You know, how yeah, I see yeah. things, you guys are knocking on the door like of the playoffs. So that's just me. I think but, you're in the playoffs. I think you're in that door, but it depends on where you're going to land in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in the playoffs. I think we're probably around a four or five. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely oscillate a lot. <laughs> uh, like uh, a week ago, I, I was just so disgusted with oh, shit. Yeah. the Suns. Like after like the loss <laughs> to the Wizards and everything, I'm like, damn, like we're a playing team, you know. Um, but I've kind of like came back from the ledge a little bit. And I think we're, you know, we're definitely going to be in there. Um Really, it comes down to if Aiden can keep playing at this level uh, that he's played at the past couple games. If he can just kind of like keep at this sort of like aggressiveness and um, assertiveness, you know, then uh, it's going to make it a lot easier on everyone else, you know, on both ends of the floor. Uh, So, uh, but no, yeah, I'd say four or five Baines isn't there anymore, right? Is, do you have a different? No, yeah, Baines is out of there. Yeah, no, he's in Toronto. He's in Jurassic Park. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is is Tampa Bay. all Tampa they have? Bay, oh yeah, sorry, the Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tampa Bay Jurassic Park Raptors. <laughs> so our yeah, so our front court right now is uh, Aiden and then um, Dario Saric, who uh, missed the, the last couple games. Um, hopefully, we get him back soon. So he's, he's kind of like our glue guy. 
um, okay. Dario is. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, very, yeah, uh, under, um, like, uh, what's the word? Uh, undervalued, I think. Dario. Um, and yeah. then Frank Kaminsky is our third oh, Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Yeah. <laughs> but Frank was playing well um, as the first sub off the bench, like, uh, at center um, last night. He, he he actually played per, somewhat decent defense on um, uh, Christian Wood. Damn, dude! Uh, so you know, baller, man. Yeah. Frank the Tank, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you guys oh, also have the two then, time, uh, right <laughs> two time NBA champ Damian Jones, dude. <laughs> Damian the Jones. Warriors, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, he Those... has played so bad yes <laughs> i'm not taking those those championships deserve an asterisk if you're going to a different team <laughs> <laughs> the warriors chips they're too good yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah um so right now you guys are sitting at the fourth um with your schedule looking like nuggets twice okc golden state and then dallas twice uh-huh. um Let's have a prediction here. Um, how how would you do in those six games? Would you say five hundred under over? Okay, so it's Nuggets twice. Nuggets twice, OKC, Golden State, and then Dallas twice. Okay, hmm. uh, I think we're going to be over five hundred in that stretch. Damn. I would agree with I, that. Yeah, yeah. I, with I, that. Um, I think we. Um, Aiden Jokic is a good matchup for Aiden. Aiden always plays well against Jokic. Yeah. Um, he struggles against the more like athletic centers in the league, but guys like Jokic, Aiden uh, plays uh, does pretty well against. Nice. Um, OKC, you know, uh, they scare me because because that on paper <laughs> is it on paper. They scare me because on paper, that's a team we should beat. And we always lose to the teams that we should beat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the Wizards or like the Pistons, you know. So uh, it's like a trap game. (laughs) Like we like for whatever reason, we just never seem to be prepared for those games. Mm -hmm. Um, Warriors, that's a win. Fuck yes, dude! Uh, yeah, love Mavericks. that, love that bold precision. Yes, <laughs> and then um, we always have the, uh, the uh, we seem to have the Mavs number lately. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty like we'll at least win one of those two games, if not both. Man, so I, I want we'll, sweep, dude. Yeah. You're saying sweep. <laughs> I'm going sweep. <laughs> <laughs> love it, dude. Love it. That's the Homer attitude. I love. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll probably uh, drop. Uh, at least two of those games. I'd say Probably two, three. man. That's I'd say two. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah. Mavs have been kind of fucking up lately, man. Have you guys seen that in their games lately? Yeah. Like they seem like they should be so yeah. good, but something's not clicking for them. The yeah. Mavs are so frustrating for me. Like I would like them, I think, but they're a team that we always beat, or it seems like we always beat. And then ESPN. In their recaps, they'll only oh, show cool. Mavs highlights. Like we'll win the game, like we'll win the game, and then they only show Luca's highlights. That's it. You know, he's gonna be the so, face of the NBA. Just, they drive me ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is some shit, though, man. I and you know, 
it's just it it stings just a, uh, that much extra because I wanted us to to draft Luca. I know, right? Oh I've, man! So it, I was just like, and uh, you know, so many Suns fans wanted Aiden because of like the U of A connection, hmm. and you know, the Suns never really had a defensive center, so I feel like like Suns fans as a community just like has been stuck on like, oh, like the reason we've never won is because we've never had a great center. Mm. Now we can finally get a great center. So we're going to win, yeah, you know, and, it, and, and, and just never embrace Luca. And I don't know. He's fucking I, cooking. I don't want to be in like, his own stats. You know, yeah. You know, I, I never want to be a, I, like, you know, and I told you so guy, but I fucking told him so. It's like, you need to draft, <laughs> so, draft Luca. So, <laughs> so you're saying here in the secret jocks to all the, what do you call them? Phoenix, Phoenicians? Phoenicians. Phoenicians. Uh, Phoenicians. Uh, I told you so. Is that what you're saying? Like, let's make it official right now. Uh, I, I, I love DA and I want to see him succeed. You know, we didn't draft Luca. We drafted Aiden. And so I'm going to root for Aiden, but I did want us to draft Luca. I did tell them so. <laughs> How many Boom. teams fucking Exclusive missed out on Luca? Now the Hawks did too, right? Hawks did Hawks too. Did. Were there other teams that were Luca third? Luca go Luca was third, yeah. Damn, dude. I know both yeah. those teams. Are oh wait, no, 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 no. The Kings, maybe no, too. No, yeah, th- three teams. Yeah, the Kings drafted Marvin Bagley. Yeah, oh, I remember fuck, that too. Yeah. And then the Hawks drafted Luca, and then traded him. To that's the maps for, for Trey Young. That's the worst one, dude. <laughs> but all the I mean, Trey Young is 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 uh you know, he's a star for for Atlanta. So I, I think they're happy with Trey Young. I think so, but I do know that. But look, but I've heard it from like, their uh, fan base. Superstar. Yeah, Luke is yeah. a superstar. Luke is an MVP candidate. You know, yeah, so it's yeah, like, uh, come on, you <laughs> 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 what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, it's it's just like. People like, oh, like, you know, there's no way we could have known he'd be this good. It's like, yes, there was a way for you to know, you know, just like. <laughs> Look at his resume. Over Look at his resume. Like, Listen to the people that watched him, you know. Do you it's think the, King, the, the Kings team just kind of like looks at Marvin Bagley and it's just like, you motherfucker, you could have been Luca. <laughs> just <laughs> every shot he misses, like Luca would have made that. <laughs> just, just right over his head the whole career. <laughs> His dad's tweeting in the corner. Damn. So let's wrap that up. You're saying that I told you so to everyone in Arizona. Um, <laughs> you're going to be over 500 on that six stretch, uh, six mm-hmm. game stretch. Um, I want to take, I want to, I want to get your guys' quick takes here. I have a few, a few topics here. We're going to discuss it briefly or not. Oh, yeah. Um, but we'll talk about it. Uh, so the first one, I'm looking at Cole Anthony's buzzer beater. How did you guys think you saw that? Greg, yeah. Greg, since, since you're, you're a Magic fan, super fan, I should say. <laughs> well, I was telling I was, Tristan, I was telling my office, I popped in like 
10 seconds at the end of the game. So all I saw, if you didn't see it, it doesn't matter. It's versus the Timberwolves, Magic one by one. They should have fucking... Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, they should, have, they should have not been in that position to be good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I watched the Timberwolves guy miss two free throws and then Anthony run down and knock down the three. That's all the game I caught, and it was so fun. Like, that was a perfect basketball game, just 10 seconds of fun. So <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. And, like... You know, I, I I feel for Minnesota fans because like 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 that kind of situation I feel like is something that like that kind of shit happens to the Suns so much, you know? And like I can like I know that that sting where like, you know, like it should have been like the, like those free throws should have iced the game for the Timberwolves, right? Game over. And then game you over. miss you miss it. And then they just push it and just nail the three. <laughs> totally and then, dude. boom, it's over. Boom, you lost, you know? It's like a few I'll, seconds I'll later, you're like, whew. Like, you're like starting to relax. Like, okay, phew. We, we pulled this one out. And then, boom, <laughs> nope, nope. Lost it. So I got to say, in that vein, my favorite video of all time then is Zach Levine versus the Hornets when <laughs> when that, that game winner, you know, when they're down so much uh-huh. and you can hear the announcers be like, no way, you're <laughs> kidding me. Ah! And like, you can tell yeah. it's just the Hornets just like, oh, that, that's so harsh. So, <laughs> so just goes to show you, man, or all the kids out there, practice your free throws. Practice your free yeah. throws. 100%. Yeah. That's the loneliest shot in the world and the most important shot. The in loneliest the world. Yeah. shot in the world. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. They, they could have won it. Um, yeah, dude. Gotta uh, love a buzzer beater, though. Gotta love yeah, dude. a buzzer beater. Uh, fun, dude. I, I love yeah. the confidence he threw that up. Like, you know, he, oh, has, yeah. he had someone on his face just like covering the whole, you know, 100 feet. Um, and he was just like, splash, right in his face, nice. dude. And, yep. Good the intuition, best getting in the that long rebound and just pushing the pace. Uh, it was amazing. Hell yeah. Best feel, that's the best feeling in the world, you know? I can yeah. say from experience, hitting the game winner. <laughs> Greg knows. Greg I was going to say, you fucking knocked so many of those fucking three-point <laughs> game winners down on me, dude. Goddamn. <laughs> I do got to say, though, about Anthony, though, it doesn't matter as much about winning against the Timberwolves, but uh, they were on a six-game losing streak, <laughs> the Magic were. <laughs> so having the Whoa, rookie okay. the rookie come in and knock it down, like, that's a really big confidence booster. And for team chemistry, like, that's what I'm excited about. I don't fucking care about beating the Timberwolves as much as seeing the rookie do awesome, and he's going to be confident for the next game. Was that yeah. in Minnesota, too? I believe so. I don't know, actually, but I... I, yes, I can't it answer is. that. I can't. It was, <laughs> yeah. Home game, yeah. That's cool. Nice. Even dude. more nice. like great for like like team chemistry and morale, you know, like yeah. uh, like road games. You know, like I've like I've heard people like uh, describe road games as just like a great opportunity for like team bonding, you know, because it's kind of like going on tour, you know. Like, <laughs> totally, like, man. You know, yeah. Yeah. Go on this tour. It's like, like <laughs> yeah, like like that's when you like develop those like really deep bonds with your bandmates you know you know when you're on the road and you're like just like dealing with like just you know road food and just like roughing it and stuff (laughs) you're just like figuring it all out together you know so well that's cool i i I gotta tell you i don't know the experience because we get paid you know thousands of dollars per per show like our guarantee (laughs) is uh you know six figures Mm -hmm. um so anyways moving on um (laughs) the grizzlies (laughs) 
canceled three other games, two with Portland and one with the Kings, uh, due to contact tracing. Now, we know that this year is going to be weird. COVID all around. Um, Tristan, what it, it seems like games are getting canceled left to right. Should we continue with it, reformat it? Um, well, what do you want to see happen? Um, so, yeah, this is like, yeah, it, it's a tough thing. I, I mean, I love watching basketball. You know, it's it's such a wonderful distraction. For, um, but like, I I think they need to shut it down. Um, I I think the league really just needs to shut things down, yeah. pause the season. Um, I think it's you know, if we're being real, I think it's ridiculous to expect these guys to continue playing during a global pandemic, um, uh, putting like their health and the health of their families and communities at risk. Um, the players don't want a bubble right now and I can't blame them for that, you know? So we just need to, I, I think they need to just like pause it, you know, just wait for people to get vaccinated. Just wait for the numbers to go down. Um, you know, it's a game. Uh, it's a game I love, but it's, you know, like the, the NBA and the franchises can dig into their enormous pockets and float for a while. Like, totally, I don't totally. care about the lost, re- the lost revenue. Like, cry me a freaking river, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, it, it, they'll make it back and they can afford to, to pause and rest. So that's what I think. I agree. Um, there has been rumors saying that the, the NBA players and staff and coaching staff, uh, referees, will try to get the first round of vaccines. Like, you know, they're, they're trying to get it so they can continue play. Now, Greg, what do you think of that? Like, does it like, is it messed up that they have first dibs on it? Or do you think that this is what we need right now in order for us to I don't know, keep with the, our sanity um, as basketball fans or, you know, some sort of entertainment. Do you, do you think that it, it's all right that they should get it first or? Well, it's definitely a privilege, man. Like for someone like that's playing a sport, I don't know, to get that. Like there's so many like um, front of like uh, just front of line workers, you know, like people that are actually dealing with people who can get sick a lot more that would need that vaccine ahead of the nba players but in the same breath the way that it sounds like our government has been handing out these vaccines to where from what i know is there are vaccines that are not being fully distributed the right way and if that comes to a thing where they need to waste vaccines and there's like a, a like a list for people to get onto. I would be totally fine with the NBA and NFL and sports teams kind of being to the front of that list. But if it means like jumping nurses and like school teachers and shit, that's not cool to me, you know. But if yeah, if it's not handled properly and these vaccines are going to waste, then fuck yeah, let's vacu- vaccinate them all. <laughs> but but yeah, if it's taking it from someone who needs it more, then I kind of disagree with that. For sure. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, the, the first 
three people should be Steph, uh, LeBron, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Durant. Um, those are the oh, three God. guys. <laughs> Luca, the face of the NBA. You got right. uh, he, He's the second. Bit. He's sec- second round, dude. The second round. <laughs> Damn, um, dude. <laughs> Yo, no. how funny would it be though if they had tears within the NBA? It's oh, like it's like based on record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your lottery, your playoff bound. You'll have to wait an extra month for the vaccines for that one. <laughs> they they have to fill out an application form, like what team you play with. <laughs> Instead of like pay stubs, and like, can I see your last season stats? Like, yeah. <laughs> damn. <laughs> All right, up to up to better news here. Um, COVID sucks. Uh, I wish it was yeah. better. Um, but l- let's move on because um, we've talked about this left to right. Mm. Um, Sexton, um, mm. uh, one half of the Sexland um, backcourt, <laughs> um, scored 42 points in a double overtime against uh, the Nets and Kyrie's homecoming. What do you, how does that feel for you guys? Like, Dude. do you approve of it? Like, Tristan, like, mm. I love it. I love it so much, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, Greg and I's good friend, Bill, is a big Cavs fan. Hell yeah, um, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Shout out, Bill. Shout out, um, Bill. So I, you know, I, I feel like the Cavs are, are, are kind of like, a, you know, a team I like to root for, you know, like on Bill's behalf. And uh, especially now that there's an underdog team, totally. like I love, so fun to report. I love rooting for the the, the underdog. Um, I love Colin Sexton. Um, dude always plays like with so much confidence and intensity. You know, um, I just love that. And um, he, uh, the thing that's frustrating for me is like, you know, like the NBA media really pushes. Oh yeah that was like Kyrie's comeback game. It was also Colin Sexton's comeback game. Like he had been out for, he had been out for over a week. Um, uh, He had missed like a bunch of games Um, and he comes back and just like plays out of his mind, you know? Um, But then like all the, all the highlights and like recaps, it's all like about the nets, you know, Um, which makes sense. Like, you know, uh, nets have the star power um but i i just wish that more love was given to the team that uh makes the upset you know like i just i just always want the underdog to get some more love some more love but i guess that's why they're the underdog you know because they don't get the love but (laughs) uh but no colin sexton dude young bull he killed it he was unconscious you'll love to see it greg one thing I did love about it, though, is like even if the media didn't really hype him up in the right, like he deserves so much more love for that, even going into the game. But mm-hmm. what was at the very least, if the media brushes over it and just only talks about the Nets, which is probably what fucking happened, um, you know, he got the respect of KD, Harden and Kyrie, you know, like mm. for his mm. career and for like his peers, he played against three of the best players in the league and he fucking took their limelight, man. Like he stole that shit right from them, man. Like there is no way that those three motherfuckers went into their locker room and were like, okay, we all tried as hard as we could and fucking <laughs> Colin Sexton beat our ass. Like that shit's cool, man. Like that's going to really affect his career. And who knows, like if super teams happen down the line, like that's just going to add to like, 
KD maybe pulling fucking Sexton or some shit, you know? You never know how that stuff goes, but yeah. yeah That's a great sure. point. That's a great point, dude. Yeah. So yeah, um what what I find interesting about that is how efficient he was. He was he played 38 minutes and scored 42 points. Now, KD scored 38, but he played 50 minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. And that efficiency, you know, you don't see that on a young player. Like you see it on like older guys because they know their shot selections, they know where they're comfortable with or at. But with Colin Sexton, dude, he was just pulling from anywhere and he's <laughs> he was so making good. it dude. it was he was unconscious. Um, yeah, it really was. That was like, the perfect word for it. <laughs> he uh he he scored 20 points in the, the second overtime. Dude, that's so so and, wild. And the Nets scored eight. That's yeah. I'm just yeah. Chef's kiss. It's amazing, away, dude. Yeah. Does he still have a rat tail? Oh, I, I didn't notice. I think uh, so. I think he still got it, and that's very cool to me, man. That's so sick. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's like a Padawan tail, dude. It's yeah, definitely right? like Obi Wan Kenobi vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But and, yeah, he got 20 by himself. It wasn't even the Cavs. It was just Colin just Sexton, him, right? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just like that Clay Thompson 37 points game. It's just like <laughs> wherever he is, just pass it to him. He'll take care of it. Like yeah. he was he was unconscious. It was it was great. It was a fun watch. Um real real quick, I don't want to bring this too far back, but the role that Clay Thompson plays on the Warriors, do you think that's where Devin Booker should grow into for the Suns? I know this is a, a a far pullback but if cp3 is fucking orchestrating the show doesn't that mean that devin booker has to be a bit more of a spot-up shooter and he can fucking shoot you know yeah i think that's just not you know uh, um when he came into the league that was like the most common comparison that he got like oh he's, he's kind of like a clay thompson light mm-hmm. you know but their games are pretty different um he uh Booker's better at creating his own shot. Um Clay Thompson's a better defender. And uh Clay Thompson is a, is, is a more consistent um set shooter. Um so I, yeah, no, I, I I think Booker is is uh you know, he's just he's just Booker. Um uh, he he's you know, he um, I think he needs the ball in his hand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think he needs to be in a little bit more control of the offense uh, to be at his best. One one last question, because I know we're kind of dragging us along, but do you see CP3 kind of being there long-term then? Or do you see kind of the reins being handed back off to Booker at some point? I, no, yeah. I don't think um, long-term. I think, um, let's see, I think there's what? two years on this contract, maybe three. I'll check right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't see him on the team beyond his, his current contract. I think, um, he, you know, I think they're hoping that he's going to help take us to the playoffs, you know, uh, the promised land. And then from there, um, you know, we'll go on without him. <laughs> I mean, he is like, dude, you know, dude's 35 years old. Totally, man. You know, 
You know? But do you, do you see then Devin Booker sliding back into that point guard position, or is he kind of learning his spot in the team right now for the future? If the, does that make sense, kind of? Like, right, or like would right. they just slide a new point guard into Chris Paul, or would they move Devin Booker? You think back to run it again? I think no. I think I think Book is is, is going to stay more at the two, but uh, a two that handles the ball a lot and initiates the offense. But I think that um, they'll have another more traditional point guard next to him. Cool, um, dude, I mean, Cameron Payne has been looking really good. I don't know if if if. Who? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know him either, but I didn't do that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. Uh, he had pl- he had played uh, for the for OKC. He was out of the league. Um, uh, the Suns like uh, brought him in for the bubble, and then ever since coming in, he's just been like he's been our backup point guard, and he's just been doing a, an incredible job. Um, like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's probably at his ceiling right now, but I mean, who knows? Maybe he could get better and, and be our starting point guard next to Booker. You know, he, he definitely like, you know, plays hard at the defensive end and uh, is pretty, uh, you know, decent at, at running the offense. So, so yeah. Oh yeah man. So yeah, I, I looked, and CP3 will be there until twenty one, twenty two, and then he's a unrestricted free agent, uh, twenty twenty two. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think the Suns should just soak up all the information that CP3 has. I mean, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's what vets are supposed to do. They're supposed Absolutely. to spread that knowledge. Absolutely. So, and CP3 seems like a smart guy, right? So. Uh, the point god yes, dude, yes, the dude. Point god. So, yeah dude absolutely man but yeah, yeah. moving moving along this is the the last topic today um we have kevin porter jr is going to the rockets <laughs> is now he actually for, going there yes sir uh shams oh, reported about an hour ago um that damn. he's going to the rockets um but for everyone that doesn't know the story kevin porter jr uh threw food I thought it was cake. I don't think it's cake. I don't think it's soup either. In the locker room because his locker got moved for Tehran Prince's new spot. So as a 20-year-old kid, he definitely threw a fit, threw food. Um, and, you know, the Cavs are just like, you know, you're out of here. Um, got tired of him. He's going to the Rockets. Now, my question here is if you guys are the GM – and I threw food, would you trade me to somewhere else? Or would you just like release me? <laughs> Ooh, Tristan? Uh, I mean, depends on if I could get anything for you. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> a real GM. That's a good GM, value, if, you, if you have some value, yeah, I'm going to trade you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, dude. <laughs> So, Greg, you're, you're going to stick with me, right? You're not going to trade me? Yeah, I don't got a better answer than that one, man. It really depends on what type of food it is, though, to be honest, though, man. I think that that's the real, the real thing. Just imagine him chucking, like, baked potato. He's just like... <laughs> yeah, just dude, someone. if it's like a bowl of chili, that's like you're getting fucking cut from the team, man. <laughs> uh, bowl of chili. 
you're out <laughs> it's like when uh, uh man like uh to to bring it back to the sons uh what's his name um ron Ar- wait who was the guy that uh hip checked steve nash um oh man i don't got it <laughs> robert ori robert uh, ori was actually uh, he was on the suns uh um back when Danny Ainge was the coach in like the mid nineties. And he uh, like uh, infamously threw a towel at Danny Ainge, uh, <laughs> like right in his face. Uh, and then he was traded like, like immediately after. <laughs> I would say this is like the modern day Latrell Sprewell. Um, yeah. <laughs> you throw food or you choke someone out, I'll throw food. It's the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, we made it without Tyler. Uh, with no Tyler, with no Tyler. Uh, <laughs> well, I want to say uh, Trailblazers is not going to win the championship today or this year. Um, so next, they'll time. make the playoffs, dude. I just <laughs> no, don't they, think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't. I. I. They'll make the play-in game. Ooh. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Ooh. All right. Fair, getting, fair you're enough. getting too real with it right now, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> So to to uh, to round things up, uh, Tristan says, "I told you so." To the whole, <laughs> the entire city of Phoenix, uh, the entire city, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Suns will be good uh, this year. Um, Real quick, what do you think end of the year your sta- your rating will be? Like the standings for the is that like what the, the power is? rankings? No, or the like fucking the standings. Yeah, standings are yours in the West or the full NBA. Yeah, when your win loss ratio. What is that word called? You just, you just oh, record. Record that. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. That. What do you think the record's Greg, gonna be for the Suns? <laughs> oh well, shit. You gonna make me do math right now? Okay, well, like let's like, yeah, seventy-two games? games. I guess okay. seventy-two. Seventy-two. Oh freak. Uh, I think thirty-six win. each. That'd be fifty. Thirty-six and thirty-six. I think. Okay. Let's see. I, I think we're gonna win. Between forty and forty-five games. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's a little high. Maybe. <laughs> I could see it. I believe in you. I'm going to commit to it, though. I'm going to commit to yeah. that. Forty yeah. between forty and forty-five. Yeah. And then you're going to tell us, "I told you so." Once you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because I I remember in um in let's see twenty thirteen fourteen. <laughs> It was an 82 game season. We won 48 games and Damn. didn't make the playoffs. That's a lot, though. The, not the West that's how stacked hard, the West dude. was. And you, I, I'll always remember this. So we won 48 games, didn't make the playoffs. In the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks won 32 games <laughs> and made the playoffs. Oh, you get I love being in the so East. Wrong as, a magic, as, a, as a magic fan that's being why, in the East rocks. That's why I believe we need to abolish the conference system. I agree with that. 100%. 100%. Like, why? Well, what's the, like, it, it's like top the, 16 it's the, teams. Yep, man. top 16. It's the, exactly. It's the electoral college of basketball, you know, like the, yeah. the person that gets uh, the most point, the most votes should be president and the, the, like the top 16 teams that win the most games should be in the playoffs. Totally, man. 
So anyway, I love it. I, I'm way down with that. But <laughs> yeah, as a as a Magic fan, yeah, as a Magic mm-hmm. fan of the East Coast at the conference, I'm I'm okay. It's with bullshit that anyway. <laughs> like how like how is the how is Memphis in the West Coast? Yeah, the the West of it's Mississippi. Western right? Conference. Yes, that's a, that's a tough tough team to fly on if you don't like getting in the plane <laughs> well well then and the pelicans are are east of the mississippi bro they're in the western conference right no am i wrong yeah, yeah. they're in the west but i don't know geographically new orleans no yeah mississippi. new orleans is is on the other side of the mississippi i think right it's pretty yeah. far east that's all i can confirm <laughs> <It's>, yeah <laughs> I don't. I haven't studied up on my Mississippi River <laughs> geography. I didn't. In a while. I didn't go to school, so I don't know. CM <laughs> dude, you got that out though. I don't have that fucking out. <laughs> oh man. All right. So um, yeah, we're wrapping things up. Uh, in conclusion, we don't know where the Mississippi River lies and where the cities lie in between that. Um, but I would like to thank Tristan for sharing your wisdom um with us about the suns and hell yeah man the valley boys um hey. I, I hope they do well um do you have anything to plug right now oh do i have anything to plug not really um, um see i'm working on a new record right now new dog breath record um hopefully it'll, it'll be out this year um so you know if y'all are in- interested you know just easy to find on the internet on all the different uh apps and whatnot um but uh how do you spell dog breath how do you spell the band name i misspelled it earlier (laughs) i I spell it without the a like megadeth (laughs) fuck yes (laughs) that's intentional (laughs) so uh but yeah no thank thank y'all so much for having me on this this has been really fun Hell Absolutely, so, and yeah. you know, in the off season, we'll we'll talk about the Suns again, how they did the rest of the season this year. Sounds good. Um, yeah, we'll have to bring have you back you again. and see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, anytime. Greg, do you have anything to plug for us? Uh, I got to plug one of me and Tristan, one of some of our friends in Seattle. The band Item Finder put out a new record, so it's called Hall of Fame. They're Hell fucking yeah. sick. Uh, emo punk, punk rock kind of. Thin Lizzy-esque kind mm-hmm. of riffs, but uh, how would you describe it? How would you, would you kind of put them in that realm? Would you say? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a great way to describe them. I'd say um, uh, it kind of like uh, Joyce Manor meets Metallica. Okay, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, really yeah, good, bands- really good songwriting. It's been the years in the making. They've been like working on this, on these songs for a while, you know, and uh, it sounds great. Uh, yes, yeah, man. definitely. So, I, Item Finder is the band, and then the record is called Hall of Fame. So, check that out. And oh, yeah. I'm guessing that's in all the platforms. All the fucking platforms, platforms. baby. I, I want to plug this band, uh, Cloakroom. Um, they've been around for a long time, but uh, and they're they're pretty good. Um, they they mix heavy with beautiful, and uh, I think that's what <laughs> we all need right now, man. Something heavy <laughs> and beautiful. So, all right, yeah. So Club yeah, room. Thank, thanks again. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find Secret Shocks at you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter at Secret Jocks, and then drop in on an email, secretjocks at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, comments. And also um, leave a five-star review. It helps us in the algorithm. Oh, yeah. It puts us up. We read it over here. Um, we, and we rate your rating. So that's fun. <laughs> So, yeah, 
what do we got? Are we able to hype up our guests next week at all? Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so next week, uh, since we destroyed, uh, I destroyed Trailblazers this week, um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, the Trailblazers next week, next Thursday, uh, with Emma from Dying Wish. She'll be in. Um, we'll talk to you to her. Um, and Tyler would be happy to have another Blazers head uh, to be in the pod. And hopefully they can repair the damage that I've done today. <laughs> so um, any last words, guys? Uh, Tristan, thanks so much, man. I love you, dude. Thank you. You are a big inspiration musically and basketball-wise. So thanks for being uh, here, dog. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me, buddy. Heck yeah. Right. Uh, Hell yeah. This is a this blast. Rocked. This Hell yeah. Hey, guys. Peace, guys. Hell yeah.